Thanks for joining us yet again for another series here at the Bible Breakdown Podcast. The last time that we got together, we were finishing up the Fear of the Lord podcast. We talked about what it means to fear the Lord, how to fear the Lord, what's the benefits of fearing the Lord. And this time we're going to go into a little bit of a different topic, but I'm excited about where we're going. Um, If you don't know uh, this podcast or have never been to this podcast, uh, my name is Pastor Drew. I'm the youth pastor here, Calvary Christian Assembly of God here in Springfield, Missouri. We're in the rural area of Springfield, um, and we have the pleasure of being pastors here at the church today. I'm accompanied by our head pastor, Pastor Floyd. Pastor Floyd, how are you hey, doing? Doing well. Good to be with you, Pastor Drew. Yes, yes. always, always good to be together. Amen. Um, it's been fun doing this, and you know, we're, we just decided to keep going with this. So um, today, we're going to go a little bit further um, into this. If you weren't here this Sunday at our church, you missed a very, very powerful word from Pastor Floyd. Um, just anointed by God, the whole. Um, the whole word by itself. Um, so you can go and look that up actually on our Facebook page at Calvary Christian AG. You can go and see that message from this past Sunday, a Father's Day message. For this series, we're going to have a special guest join us who is also a powerful, a very humble, Amen. God-fearing man of God. His name is Brother Alan Roberts. Brother Alan, how are you doing today? Doing good, brother. Good, good. God has been good to me. Yes, amen, amen. We are so excited that you're joining us for this series. Yes. Brother Alan's going to be with us for most of this series. Um, and this is a man of God who is going to bless you. If this is your first time hearing Brother Alan, um, it'll definitely bless your heart today. Uh, but we got to get over some things that I know the people are definitely going to ask by the time we get done with this. And that is, Brother Alan, what is your favorite color? And then also, Brother Alan, if you could be any animal in the world, what would you be? <laughs> I know they're going to ask it. <laughs> so oh, what's my. your favorite color? Red, I guess. Red? Red? No specific reason, just red? <laughs> what about what about um, if you could be any animal in the world? What would it be? A ravenous wolf, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go, a wolf. There you go. Any specific reason? Just you like wolves, or no? But uh, I, I think of the. I was actually thinking about the hunger and the thirsting after the Lord. Mm. You know. It's good. The scripture declares that uh, uh, that the uh, the wisdom of the Lord, you know, the yeah. fear of the Lord is, yeah. is wisdom. And yeah. uh, my mama, she was a Baptist lady. My dad was a drinker. He was a he was a coal miner and he was a drinker. And uh, but my mom always wanted me to be a good boy and go to church and. She took me to church, not made me go, but at times she did make me. But uh, uh, she would uh, uh, wanted me to be a good boy. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, and when I was old enough to work a little bit, I used to I used to go out to the pool room and I'd work at the pool room. And uh, this guy that had the job of doing what he wanted me to do was take care of tables, build fires, sweep the floor, yeah. clean the tables, <laughs> and whatever. Mm-hmm. And he gave me two dollars. And I'd work for like eight o'clock in the morning to eight, nine, ten o'clock at night for two Man, bucks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but Man. anyway, uh, uh, 
I was in, you know, with the men, and they were talking vulgar and using bad language. Right. When I'd come home, my mom would ask me, say, uh, were you a good boy? I said, well, Mom, why do you ask me that question? Said, well, a little word told me. <laughs> 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 and uh, because she knew that being around that group, uh, I was probably yeah. enjoying or joining in with with what they were doing, you know. And, yeah. Yeah. But my mom always told me, be a good boy. Yeah. Good boy. I'm fully known and loved by you. You won't let go. My dad died when I was 13, and my mom, uh, she would make us go to church. Of course, there was only I and a, and a younger brother uh, at home, then everybody else had gotten married, and I had another brother join the Navy, and you know, they were, they were all, there was nine of us, nine siblings all together. Wow. Eight boys and one girl. Oh and the girl and two boys died when they were just infants. Wow. So that left six of us. Wow. But uh, uh, we all more or less followed the steps of our dad for a long time, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, when I got out of high school, I don't know, am I supposed to go on or not, or am I supposed to stop? No, no. Keep, <laughs> but I've always had that. Uh, I've always had that hunger for God, mm -hmm. and I also uh, somehow felt that the, the hand of God was on me. You Praise know, uh, uh, I'm not a uh, ordained minister or anything like that but I've always felt the call of God well, and uh, I always had a great desire mm -hmm. to study the word to understand I let me go back a ways uh, if this is going to be a tell-all I'll just tell it all <laughs> yeah go right ahead brother uh, when I was in high school I, I fell in love with this young woman and we got married even before I was out of high school and I was out of high school when I was 17. In just a few days, I would be 18. Uh, we got out May the 10th, and I was, I was, uh, had a birthday May the 26th, so I wasn't quite 18 when I got married. But it wasn't a have-to case or anything like that. It was just because we wanted to get married. And uh, anyway, to make a long story short, after three and a half years, she was a mama's girl, and I was a loser. She knew her mom had more perception than, than her daughter. <laughs> I didn't have, a, didn't have a job, didn't have a driver's license, didn't have a car, didn't have nothing. I had nothing. Yeah. And she and I got married. And, uh, after three and a half years, we got a divorce. She got a divorce. I didn't. She would go home, and when uh, she was home, uh, uh, she had the influence of mama talking and first one thing and the other. Well, when she would come back, she would always be a different woman, you know. Mm -hmm. It'd take a while to kind of get her settled down again, and then it was time to go back home again. She wanted to go see her parents. And I, like I say, I didn't have any money, didn't have a good job, didn't, I didn't have nothing. Uh, so finally she went home and, and just stayed home. Yeah. So anyway, uh, after three and a half years, uh, I graduated from high school in 1956. Wow. May 1956. And uh, after three and a half years, well, she got a divorce. And then, uh, uh, but like I said, it, it was because of mother-in-law. And I'm sure mother-in-law wanted the best for her child. Mm -hmm. And she could see through that I was, I was a loser. Mm -hmm. the, you know. But anyway, uh, in 1961, I got drafted 
into the Army, United mm -hmm. States Army. And uh, when I was in the Army, well, let me back up just a little bit more. In 1956, she and I both went to a tent revival. I had a brother living in Muncie, Indiana, and he was a Pentecostal preacher, mm. Mountain, Mountain Assembly Church of God. Mm. And uh, uh, he wanted us to go to the tent meeting, and we both got saved. Wow. That night, I laid a pack of cigarettes on the altar and never smoked another one for five years. Wow. Thank you, Lord. I had a heart for God. Sure. And after, after uh, uh, as we were going along and she got the divorce, I felt like God had failed me. Mm. Here I am, young man, and I just, uh, I had a heart for God and I felt like God had rejected me. Mm. And when I got into service, well, I, I lived for God for five years. I got into service in September of 1961. And I started doing things that I shouldn't be doing. And, and the first thing I did was pick up smoking. Yeah. Mm. yeah, that's the first thing I did. Sure. After being so beautifully, miraculously delivered. Yeah. Because that night I laid that pack of cigarettes on the altar, and never smoked another one for oh, five wow. years. Wow. Well, anyway, uh, I was a good soldier, but I was a bad boy. Mm. You know, I did things I shouldn't be doing. Mm -hmm. uh, not that it caused me any problem with the military or anything like that, but I followed the crowd. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to quit praying, quit reading your Bible, Come on. quit living a godly life. Come yeah. on. And yet I had mom's, mom's uh, prayers going with me. Yes. And uh, all that mom had taught me, the godliness that she had taught me. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she just, uh, well, she was an outstanding woman. Yes. And after my dad died, uh, I was the oldest one at home, and I thought, well, I'm the man of the house. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and uh, one day, she wanted me to go to church, and I, no, I don't think I would. Yeah, you're going to church. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had a Sunday school class. It was a little Baptist church. Probably, maybe we had 50 people, uh -huh. 60 people, whatever. Uh -huh. We had a Sunday school class downstairs. Yeah. And I'd go downstairs for the Sunday school class, and in the summertime, when the windows were open, I'd go outside. And when the Sunday school class was over, well, I'd come back inside and go upstairs, and Mom was never the wiser. <laughs> Skipping church. I thought, I thought. <laughs> but anyway, I always had a heart for God. Mm -hmm. I, always, I always felt like uh, God had his hand on my life. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's something I could never get away from. And that mm -hmm. night at the tent meeting when I got saved, me and the wife, like I said, uh, she, she was a mama's girl. And her mama knew that I was a loser. Mm. And so when she went home, she just went home and stayed. That's all there was to it. Mm. Mm. But during that time, uh, I was still living for God, crying out to God. Wow. And as a young man, uh, uh, the flesh many times takes over. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, but I was, uh, I was faithful to God for five years. Mm -hmm. When I went into service, I got away from the Lord. And I was away from the Lord from actually 61 or 62 until uh, 19, 1965. Okay. Wow. Yeah. No, well, no, let me take that. 1975. 1975. Yeah. Because yeah. I lived faithfully for the Lord for five years, mm. and then I got away from the Lord. And then uh, uh, in 1975, uh, Edith and I got married in 1966, uh, 1965. 
we moved to Chicago because the little job that I had in Cincinnati was just a cornbread living. Yeah. And this is one reason why that uh, I think that my mother-in-law, my first mother-in-law, uh, she knew that I'd never have anything or never be anywhere because I was working for nothing. Mm -hmm. And uh, anyway, to make a long story short, Edith and I got married in 1965. Angela was born in 1969. Mm -hmm. Three and a half years there, we didn't, we didn't uh, uh, produce a child. And one day, we'd had a little skip of snow. And this was... Uh, before 1975, Angie was about six years old, and we had a little skip of snow, and we was going in the back steps up to the house. And I looked back, and here was Angela, and she was taking these big, long strides. Mm. And I said, honey, what are you doing? She said, I'm walking in your footsteps, Daddy. Come on mm. now. That's powerful. Mm. Glory to God. Yeah. Come on, that's good. Oh. Holy Spirit struck my heart. Come yeah. on. Yeah. That's a good word right there. Because I knew I wasn't living the right kind of life. Yeah. Wow. And when Angie was six years old, uh, you know how it is around home. Oh, yeah. Wife goes to the bathroom, husband wants to wash up or shave, he goes to the bathroom. Yeah. Well, Angela, uh, Angela's mom was sitting on the pot. Mm -hmm. I was just happened to be in the bathroom and was sitting on the side of the tub. Yeah. The TV was on and was watching Pat Robertson, mm -hmm. 700 Club. Yeah. yeah. Angie comes rushing into the bathroom. Like I said, <laughs> everybody, yeah. <laughs> when you're family, everybody does everything. <laughs> but anyway, to make a long story short, she said, Daddy, you and Mommy are saved and I'm not saved. Wow. Wow. There again, the Holy Spirit just so wonderfully and beautifully moved. And I said, honey, come here. And I set her on my knee, and her mom was still sitting on the pot. Mm. And I don't know, she might have got up and put her clothes on, but whatever, put, got her straightened, self straightened up, but whatever. I said, honey, do you believe that Jesus died for you? She said, yeah. I said, do you believe that he rose again? Mm that you might have life and he died for your sins and you might have life and have it more abundantly? Yes. She said, yes, Daddy. Because, see, we'd been going to church, but we hadn't really introduced Angela right. to the Lord. Do you see right, what I'm saying? Right, right, right. And I got to lead Angela to the Lord during the bathroom. Oh, wow. And remember how David, when he was bringing the ark into Jerusalem, mm -hmm. that he danced before the Lord? Yes. I danced before the Lord. I like to that bathroom. <laughs> I love it. Right in the bathroom. I, I there it. you go. But I got to lead her to the Lord. Yeah, amen. So powerful. And she's always been an outstanding student. She's mm -hmm. always been an outstanding daughter. Yes. Never had to worry about her when she was out and things like that. And, uh, of course, when she got old enough to go to school and maybe go to somebody's friend's house or watch a movie or whatever, I'd say, now, honey, here's some money. You give me a call, and I'll come get you if things are not right. Mm -hmm. or here's some money and you're going to have a taxi and bring yourself home. Yeah. You don't have to be anywhere you don't want to be. Right, right. And she always grew up as, as, as one that I could really have confidence in. Mm. Yeah. And uh, that's like when she went to work. She was, went to work when she was 16. She got her driver's license. Hadn't been working ever since. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, 
Uh, she called me up one night and she said, Dad, did you come get the car? She always parked behind the restaurant. She worked for Western Sizzling. Uh -huh. And uh, sometimes she'd make $5 and sometimes she'd make $30, $50. Yeah. yeah you right. know, yeah. just being a waitress. Right, right. But anyway, to make a long, she said, did you come get the car? I said, no, I didn't come get it. She said, the car's gone. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah. The car had been stolen, they had hot wired it. Oh no. They drove it out of gas and then trashed yeah. it and parked it. Oh no. <laughs> but anyway, she was always such an outstanding child. I, you know, I could just, and, and her mother. Yeah. Her mother was a fine, faithful woman. She had problems with medicine and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But anyway, to make a long story short, uh, my God has always been so good to me. Yeah, amen. But yet, I felt like back there after that, after that first encounter with a woman and a, and a divorce, sure. uh, that God had failed me. Hatura mm. Bahanda! Yeah. But since that time, God has just showed himself how good and faithful he can be. Hallelujah. I think of Romans 2 and 4. Yes. And it says the goodness and the kindness of God leads men to repentance. Yes. 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 And he was just. He's overwhelmed me with his goodness. Yeah. Overwhelmed me with his kindness. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm not a rich man, but I have all that I need. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he supplies by every need. Amen. Amen. You're the richest man in this room today. I'm telling Come you. On, For real. And it's not one or the other. It's our truth and ridiculous grace to be known, fully known, and loved by. And I, and I think that goes fully into, you know, exactly where, and I know you have more to say, and we want you to say more, but I think it fully, this gives us a good opportunity to fully go into uh, what we're talking about in this next series, uh, and what we'll call it is a walk with God, and we're talking about a walk with God, and you, you know, we, we line this up so that you would be able to speak and to tell your testimony, but you don't know how perfect yeah. it has fallen into what, yeah, we, you know, we, we plan on talking about today. Mm -hmm. You don't even know fully of what we're going. We brought you in, but we didn't tell you everything, and it, it is so perfect yes. of how God has lined this up specifically for today in this series. So if you're listening, keep holding on, because we got more for you to be able to pour into you, and we're going to have a... Um, Brother Allen go more into his testimony here in just a minute, but it comes into this and what we're really going to be talking about in a walk with God, which is in Genesis chapter 5, 22 through 24, which says, After he became the father of Methuselah, Enoch walked faithfully with God 300 years and had other sons and daughters. 23 says, Altogether, Enoch lived a total of 365 years. Enoch walked faithfully with God. Then he was no more because God took him away. You know, you wonder what kind of conversations he had with God. You know, and, and the turning point of what you've kind of, you know, told us up to this point, um, you know, you've had your times with God, and then, you know, you've um, turned your back on God. You know, and you, you've talked about being mad and angry at God and different things. And then we go into the turning point that really has struck me is when you talked about your daughter, Angela, who also goes to this church, which is really cool. Um, Angela was walking in your footsteps. Yeah. And that really struck me very, very hard um, to say, um, talking about Enoch walking with God, you know, and 
Angela walking in your footsteps. Yeah. And um, me and Pastor Floyd were talking earlier this week kind of about Enoch and different things of that nature. And uh, Pastor Floyd brought out something that I think he should um, bring out a little bit of Enoch's purpose of why he fully um, began his immediate walk with God. Because I think it lines up specifically with this. Well, I know, Brother Allen, you know, I've read that scripture. You know, we have many a time where Enoch walked with God and he was not because God took him. And we're going to discuss that. But I never have seen it, especially as just coming out of Father's Day. Yeah. When it says in Genesis 5.21, then Enoch, he lived 65 years. He fathered Methuselah. Yeah. And then it says Enoch walked with God. There's something about in there, Brother Allen. There's something about the Father's love in there. Especially when you had Angela, you and your wife, you guys had Angela. And I did not understand that fully until I had this guy, uh, Pastor Drew, in the room and my second son, too. You really don't understand the love of the Father that you will absolutely do anything and everything to wrap your arms around it. And I think that is so important is that I guess really for me when I read that and I've never seen it before is that Enoch really didn't understand the love of God nor relationship until after he bur- or after he went through relationship to have Methuselah to, stu- to, to understand the Father's love. Yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah. There's something about uh, having children. There's mm-hmm. a, uh, just like I said, when I look back and she was walking in my footsteps and she says, Daddy, I'm walking in your footsteps. Mm. The Holy Spirit smote me. Come on. Just, yeah. Come on. And you know, I just got through reading the Pentateuch, the first right. five. Yeah. 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 But I've seen in there, and I've never seen it before until this time. Mm-hmm. Noah walked with God. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. You yeah. know? Isn't that powerful? And I've wow. prayed since then. Uh, yes. Lord, these men have walked with God. Right. How about Alan Roberts? Can he walk Come with God? Yeah. Can I have a relationship with you like that? Yes. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh it's it there's just something about having children. Yeah. I guess that makes you more aware. Right. I looked at that little baby of Courtney's. Yes. And I told Courtney, I said, Courtney, that's a miracle. Yeah. Yes. It's a miracle. A beautiful baby. Amen. And, uh, God has given it as far as we know, a healthy baby. Yes. You know? And it, it, it's just something about it. There's something about Yes. Uh, your seed passing on your seed. Come on. Yeah, that's yes. right. Doesn't right. don't you think it it gives you that purpose and that drive? Don't you think to want to be a a, a great example yeah. of of a godly father or a godly mother or whatever role that you fill? Yeah. Right. It gives you an even more of a purpose and a drive to want to be closer to God mm-hmm. and to walk with God. Yeah. Because me, I, I mean, I obviously don't have kids yet. But, but I understand it to the extent of, even with our youth, you know, having our youth, is that you, you set the example outside of church and inside of church for them because you want them to see that regardless, you want them to see those footsteps and just like your daughter was walking in your footsteps, you want them to be able to walk behind spiritually and just be able to see Jesus in every mm-hmm. situation. That's always been my desire, Yeah, Drew, yeah. Pastor Drew, I should say. Uh, to leave behind a legacy mm. of righteousness and godliness. Come on. You know, even outside my family, my family sees me when you guys don't see me. Right. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's right. They know how I live. Yeah. Yes, sir. And this is how I have such an influence on my family. Yes, yeah. I believe it. Yes. And uh, I was talking to Angela just the other day. Uh, well, I, I think it was just yesterday or the day before. And uh, I said, uh, honey, I want to thank you for the Father's Day gift. And she had got me a, a gift card from Mardell. She yes. bought me some candy. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a sweet tooth. <laughs> and I said, uh, honey, thank you. I, I just want you to know I thank you for that. Yeah. She said, Dad, you're worth many times more than that. Amen. But yeah. uh, I'm glad that I've always had a good relationship with my daughter. Absolutely. You know? Yes. Uh, she had to go through things with me and the wife. Mm -hmm. No no child should have to go through. Yeah. And, uh, but anyway, to make a long story short, she uh, has always been an exemplary child. Amen. Uh, you know, uh, I would not hesitate to say, Angela, would you pray for me today? Or would you pray over the meal? Or, yes. Uh, would you pray for sister so-and-so? Yes. Because I know the kind of life that she lives. Absolutely. You know, and that's what I'm saying. If we can pass on to our family, our seeds, seed. Yes. Yeah. Brother, Amen. you brought that out beautifully in the yes. message Sunday. Yes. But if we can pass on uh, to our seed. Amen. I wonder what Methuselah thought about it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, there again. Right. He lived for 300 years. Right. And Methuselah was 969 years. <laughs> yes. And yeah. so he saw 300 years of his dad. Walking with God. Walking with God. Yeah. Isn't that powerful? Yeah. Uh, to me it is, yes. You know, and I think about that scripture that Paul brings across when he says, follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah. I mean, that's talking about what you brought up. I mean, it's, I mean, I was moved just like Drew was talking about when you was talking about Angie doing that, Angela, following in your footsteps. Yeah. And that's what I talk about. And you hear me too, brother uh, Alan, when we talk about that. That's why it's so crucial that the decisions and that we make right now, that it must be godly decisions yeah. and decisions according to the word of God because yeah. there are many lives that are behind us yeah. that are watching and seeing the decisions whether we're going to make it according to the spirit yeah. or the flesh. Yeah. Yeah. We got a decision for the day, don't we? And that's why Paul said, I know when he said, hey, I die daily. Yeah. Old Floyd has to die daily. He yeah. has to die. And the Spirit of God has to rise up, amen, yeah. to say, Lord, God, and lead my steps. And that only comes, like you're talking about, of having that walk or what we call, when I think about walking with God, there's a couple of words that come to mind, fellowship and relationship. Relationship, yeah. yeah. You know, and I know you've heard this, Brother Allen. You know, uh, when I was raised down in the South, they said, what's, what's, well, what is fellowship? And I love the meaning that you've heard me say that fellowship is two men in a boat going in the same direction. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fellowship. Yeah. And you know what? The greatest stories that I read a lot of times is when, and we know the mode of transportation back in Christ's day, where did they do? They didn't have a car. They walked. Yeah. And so walking with the, can you imagine those apostles walking, Drew, Allen, every day walking with Christ? Yeah. Him sharing into, I mean, when you walk with somebody, you know, when I'm thinking, you know, you, you know, you're walking with uh, the person that you're walking with, 
there's meaningful dialogue. There's conversations that are taking place. There's relationships. There are things being exchanged that normally wouldn't be exchanged, yeah. you know. And so, and and not only that, it's a dialogue. And I like that's what we're doing today. It's not just me talking or Alan talking or Drew talking. No, we're talking together. We're learning from one another. Amen. So, and, and there's purpose behind it. Yeah, there's purpose. Yeah. You know, we have a we have, you know, not not only are we doing this podcast so that we can pass on to you guys what we're learning but also we do it to uh lift each other up yeah, i yeah. think even in this room you Amen. know and i and i think as we we walk out of here in victory we don't walk out of here in defeat and yes. it and it comes into uh the same saying of uh when you have purpose you know amos 3 3 says uh do two walk together unless they have agreed to Come do on. so That's right. right and it's a question yeah. but it's yeah. a rhetorical question yeah it's one that you should you should get which basically means of. Uh, uh, why would you walk together unless there's a purpose? Absolutely. Yes. Right? Uh, walking together, uh, walking with God, right, has to be done on purpose. Yes. Walking with God, Enoch's purpose, right? And we could say, for for this podcast, we could say uh, was specifically, definitely we could say it was his kids. Mm-hmm. And to also have the relation, relationship with Christ. Yeah. You know, and, and I think... To define to walk with God, right? We we define to walk with God as having a relationship. Well, we talked about in the fear of God of having. What does the fear of God mean? It's a relationship. It's an awe. It's a reverence for God. And you're yes. like, what? What? It's is it the same definition? Well, in, anything that has to do with God, I think, has to do with the relationship. Yes. You can't have God without having the relationship. Right. So in every single definition, probably that we define from here on out, probably will have a relationship in it. Yes. You know and. And then, but, I, but I think even going further into a walk with God is a nearness to God, right? That is in direct path that leads to the will or the plans of God. So when you were talking about her even walking in your footsteps, I think about us spiritually walking in God's footsteps, yes. right? And we, we walk right behind God in the direct will yes. or path of God and the yes. plan of God for our lives, yes. right? And they, and they line up together. So uh, simply put, to walk with God is the will of God, mm-hmm. right? To walk with God is to will the will of God. That's good. You know, I kept talking about too, and I know you know this scripture too, Brother Allen, because we've all been there, and it's a choice to walk with God every day, isn't it? Amen. It really is a choice. And, you know, I kept thinking what John wrote to the church. He wasn't writing to sinners. He was writing First John. He was writing to the church. And he says this in chapter one. I know you know it. He said, this is the message we've heard from him from the beginning and we proclaimed you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Come on, you know, if we say we have fellowship with him while we walk, there it is, in darkness, we lie and we don't practice the truth, yeah. right? Yeah. The truth's not in us. That's, That's right. it. Yeah. And he says this, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another Amen. and the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all I sin. just read the 34th Psalm this morning. Come mm. on. 12 times in the 34th Psalm, it says, you will look for the wicked and not find him. Wow. Mm. He'd be cut off. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. 12 times in the 34th Psalm. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. That is so amazing. Uh, and I love I love how you brought out, too, about the different men. And, and there's there, you always quote a scripture in the minor prophets. And I want you to bring that scripture out because I think right here it's very important that you always quote all the time. And I want you just to let everybody listen to that, that quote. But go ahead. It's well, one Micah, of your main scriptures. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Micah 6 and 8 
the prophet is saying, this, O man, is what the Lord thy God would require of you. Now, when he says, O man, it's O woman or O man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's everybody. Right, right. Exclusive. Yeah. Right. This is what the Lord thy God would require of you. Come on. To love justice. Yes. To show mercy. Hallelujah. And to walk humbly before your God. That's it right there. Yeah. I love that. Walk That's the humbly one. before the Lord. Yeah. yeah. All of those things. I mean, if you can encapsulate what God has designed man, it's right there. Yeah. What you just quoted. That's true. Yeah. In Micah 6. That's right. I want to get it right. Micah 6 and 8. Yes. Yeah. And one more time. He has showed the old man what is good and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, to love mercy, to walk humbly with thy God. Mm. You know. That's good. I read a lot. I, I, I probably watch too much television. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm by myself. And, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, brother, you said uh, get your head out of Fox News. And get <laughs> That's all of us, brother. Al. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, I read a lot. Yes, I've read the Book of Samuel, mm-hmm. no telling how many times. Mm-hmm. But the last time that I read First Samuel, mm. chapter two and verse thirty was this, and it spoke to my heart volumes. Yeah, and it says. God is speaking back to the prophet. Those, because of the house of Eli, mm-hmm. Hopni and Phineas had sinned dreadfully, terribly. Right. And God had cut them off. And Phineas's wife was pregnant and uh, when hearing of the death of her father-in-law and her, fa- uh, and her husband, right. uh, she gave birth yes. and named the child Ichabod. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the glory of the Lord had yes. departed. The ark of God had been taken. Yes. But I've read that, that book many times. Right. And this one verse stood out to me so much. Mm. And God says this, Those that honor me, I will honor. Yeah. And those that despise me or do not keep my statutes or my commandments wow. shall be lightly esteemed. Wow. Or slightly esteemed. Mm. Wow. Hurry mm. up. How high is your heart? Now I cannot find the reasons why you're giving me so much. How real, how wide, how rich, how high is your heart? Now I cannot find the reasons why you're giving me so much. And these are the things that uh, you brought out something Sunday, brother. In the word, in, in, in the preaching of the word. A lot of us are playing church. Yeah. I go to church, that's the right thing to do on Sunday. I, yeah. I pay my tithe. I do. But I, I don't really, I'm not really a seeker after God. Mm. I hardly ever read the Bible. Some might say I hardly mm. ever read the Bible. Mm-hmm. Some might say I hardly ever pray. Yeah. Thanks, giving thanks even before the meal. Yeah. Uh, brother, I've I've used this statement many times, and I don't believe there should ever be a bite of food go down our Come on. throat yeah. without giving God thanks for Absolutely. it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. Uh, I want to live such a life yes. that when this life for me is over and God has given me a beautiful life, He hath cleared the way and set my feet in glory. In special places. Yes. Yeah. You know. When I first came to, to Springfield, and this is not to slam anybody or whatever. Sure, sure. 
after, well, me and the wife, like nine weeks being married, 48 years. Mm -hmm. I never cheated on my wife. God knows that. Praise God. For 48 years. I've had many, many opportunities. Sure. But I've never cheated on my wife. I've always been faithful to her. And when we came to Springfield after the wife died, uh, Angie, Angie uh, said to me, he said, well, she tried about three or four years before. Dad, why don't you and Mom move over here to Springfield? Yeah. Be close to me and, me and the kids yeah. and Joel. <clears throat> and Joel has been an outstanding son-in-law. Amen. Yeah. But uh, uh, we wanted to keep our independence as long as we could. Anyway, to make a long story short here again, and I say that over and over again, habitually probably. <laughs> but after, after mom died, uh, this month will be seven years since she's been passed away. Uh, I, I moved here seven years ago, shortly after, I'm sorry, six years ago, six years ago in February. And we were going to another church in the area and uh, uh, I, I never felt that I could ever be used to the Lord. And so with, that's when we came here. Mm. And uh, I think this is just home. It's home to me. Praise home God. to my family. Yes. Uh, I mean, you're just like a brother. I mean, a, a, a biological brother. Yes. <laughs> yes that's like what, my, that's <laughs> what my, my older brother used to say. Hey, you're my brother twice. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, uh, but God has just been so good to me, and I, mm. I've experienced things here that I've not been able to experience before. I, like I say, I, I uh, for so many years I, uh, I felt the call of God. I felt the anointing of God on my life. Yes. But for some reason or other, I did excel. My wife, she was. She was sick, and I had to take care of her, I felt. Sure, sure. And uh, for the last three or four years that she lived, uh, I would give her baths and comb her hair, and I would do things for it. Take us an hour and a half or two hours to get ready for church. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When we get ready to go out to eat, it took two hours again. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I would have to help her get dressed and things like that. She, she was... Uh, I'm, I'm going to say just laying around enough that she lost the use of her legs. Hmm. And once she lost the use of her legs, I mean, that really incapacitated us. Yeah. Uh, I had to get her in a wheelchair, uh, had a bedside commode and things like that. And sure. I had to help her with on the commode and off the commode. And, right. And, uh, uh, but uh, those are the tough things. Mm -hmm. But those are the things that has made me the man that I am. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Thank you for joining us on this podcast and believe that God has really touched you through this special message. If you want to learn more about Calvary Christian, tune into calvarychristianag.org. If you want to give and see the gospel go across the four corners of this earth, we'd love for you to help out. God bless you. Fully known, fully known, and love.